and welcome to this week's largely anticipated Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. Now, apparently we've got a few things to talk about. Yes. I mean, well, ten- tennis? It's just upside down, isn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, I'm looking at the list. It just doesn't... That's that's not a list I've ever seen before that we've discussed on a podcast. I think it's a list that you rarely... Rare, I don't think you'll see like that again. I think it's good, though, that sort of, what, are we nearly three 300 episodes in and we're still finding different ways to do it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And this week, if anything, the list is 1F. Hmm. Um, yeah, what a what a race yesterday. That was... Interesting. Crazy. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I've never, never seen anything like that before. If I could have had my way, I'd have had slightly more rain. I think yeah. it was a shame how quickly it dried up. I mean, the drying surprised everyone, Hamilton. especially Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, was that not everyone's weirdest moment of yesterday? Like, there were the a lot one, of weird moments. The one car on the grid. <laughs> the one car start was just like... <laughs> well, I was like... You... What is going on? <laughs> what clue... It could right. have been... Right. It could have been Stranger... Because do you know what the protocol is if Hamilton would have gone in? It doesn't exist, I seem to recall. I saw someone say yesterday. The, um, the They'd have still gone through a full start procedure the and the cars lane. would have just had to line up in the pit lane and then drive out one by one and begin to race. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the medical car team did thank Lewis in a tweet for keeping them company on that grid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love the idea that if that had happened, the medical car would just, like, gun it off the line. <laughs> I mean, the the best meme I saw for that was a picture of Lewis on his own on the grid, and underneath it said, we race as one. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my favourite meme that's come out of that was, was the... Do you remember the picture when... was it? I think it was Jensen Buttons leaving, like, last race, and it had... Oh, it might have been Rosberg's last race. And it was the, the all the drivers had a meal at the end of the season, but Lewis Hamilton wasn't there. Joe, there was like a big group picture of everyone stood around a table. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there was this that picture there, and then the next picture was Lewis Hamilton sat on his own at a dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that is the smallest ever number of cars on the starting grid, and we we thought between us, USA two thousand and five would never be beaten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One car start. <laughs> I mean, to me, I was just like, I was, I was watching it. And I was just like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And the lights went, lights like went started the five light sequence, and then they went out. And I was just like, I don't know what I was expecting to see here. <laughs> the funny, you see what the funny thing was? Considering there was no one around him, wasn't even that good a start. No, no, no. We got he got some wheel spin in the back end. Got a little bit twitchy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, that, that, was, that, that was the thing, though. He couldn't do a practice start in the pit lane because every bugger else was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, crazy, crazy. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I wonder I wonder if we'll be talking about that again because realistically, Hamilton, because it's not Mercedes. It wasn't Mercedes' uh, fault. It was Hamilton's fault. No, it was James. Uh, it was James Bowles. He, he, said that, he said that was what they thought the right decision was. Yeah, no, but I mean, Louis, that's, that's the right decision for everyone until the car in front of you pulls into the pit lane, and then you have to follow them. So the moment but, but the F- thing is, goes in, 
it's when you've got George Russell coming over the coming over the radio, going, "Look, everyone's going to come in here, yeah, because uh, it's bone dry." And Lewis is the only person that doesn't say to the team, "It's dry. I'm coming in for slick tires." That's Lewis Hamilton's fault. But George Russell defended Lewis Hamilton on the one car start. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> because I know, and he make, and he makes a good point. He does make a good point. He says, well, if Lewis had come in, Mercedes' boxes first, so he would have been at the back of the pit lane, or he could have started from the grid and then just seen how it went for the first lap before making a decision. Either way, they were going to be at the back of the grid. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I, would he have been last last? I'm not sure. I don't think he would have been last last, because there would have still been, despite Val- Valtteri and Lance's best efforts, there would have Did still been, been double some stacking? teams double stacking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the uh, unsafe releases, as we saw, happened anyway, um, would have, you know, I don't think they could have released him with until all the cars had gone by, so he would have probably been at the back and maybe overtaken a couple of cars that were pitting ahead of him then, but... Mm. Yeah, so as far as Mercedes were concerned, as soon as as soon as they went out for that formation out there, it was a lose-lose situation, so they I just decided they to line up it. on the grid. I think they just dropped it. And they, but the thing is, even if he'd come out in what tenth, it's still a nailed-on win. Do you, do you know what I mean? The, the there was ten ten laps of that race cost Lewis the the win there yesterday. And if if he'd have been ahead of that and not had to be in that battle at that time. Uh, he'd have won that race quite easily. The only thing that cost Lewis that race yesterday was Fernando Alonso. That, that's what I mean. Those 10 laps stuck behind Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Well, the, um, the the five laps stuck behind Giovinazzi didn't help a great deal. Was it you Giovinazzi? Know, not, but I probably, probably not, but the, the Alonso was the crucial one, wasn't mm. it? That was the yeah. Yeah. That was the push forward. I have yeah. a feeling that... Um, uh, uh, Ocon might be, might be still high fiving Alonso as we speak <laughs> after after he saw the replay of that race. Like, I love watching a driver charge through from the back of the field. I always have done. I loved it watching it. Jensen Button did it in Canada when Sebastian Vettel did it in Abu Dhabi. You know, it's always fun watching a top driver like either make a mistake or get forced to start from the back. And you know, can, how far can they get up the field before you know they hit? Hit that barrier, hit that wall. I I was convinced until uh, that that battle with Alonso that Hamilton was going to win that race. Yeah, I was. But um, we're nowhere near talking about Mercedes yet. If we're going to go by our normal standards, no, yeah. I'm uh, I'm guessing we're not. And I think we are actually going to have to start with Aston Martin. Technically, Paul Vettel. one disqualification, one DNF. Yeah, I mean, at the moment. Aston Martin are appealing the disqualification because they said there should have been 1.43 litres left in. And it was the... There wasn't. Well, that... that... <laughs> yeah, should have and actually was are slightly different things. That, that's the thing. The, li- um, the lift pump in the fuel system had failed. Mm-hmm. And not only does that get you the fuel into the engine at the end of the race... It also gets you the one litre of fuel to take the FIA sample at the end of the race. So the car, the car was still impounded in Hungary until today, and it's now being shipped back to the FIA in France, where Aston Martin mechanics are allowed to actually go into it and go into the fuel system and find that missing uh, 70 centilitres of fuel. 
But it's, isn't it based on how much they could extract from the car at the time? Not yeah. according to Craig Scarborough. He said, like, basically, you can pull the whole tank apart and get all the fuel out of any sort of, like, little void space. If it's in there, it counts. Jordan had to do that, now you say that. I can't remember what race it was, but I remember uh, a thing where Jordan had to remove the whole fuel cell because that was the only that that was when I find found out that the fuel cells were bags mm. and not like a solid object. Yeah, the yeah. rubber yeah. rubber bags. Yeah. So yeah, because they sort of mould around various different pieces. There's lots of sort of little pockets that it goes into that if the pump isn't pumping, you can't necessarily get at. But once they get it out. Mm you maybe get a slightly different idea of how much is there. Yeah, and it's full of baffles as well to stop it sloshing around and changing the weight distribution. Uh. Again, courtesy of Scarves, I found that one out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the moment, Vettel is disqualified, but on track, um, we, were see- we were seeing signs of the old Seb. Yeah. Um Give it. He he had an awful start. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. His start wasn't very good at all. Uh, I think he was quite happy of, about that afterwards, though. After the first corner, yeah, because I mean, looking, <laughs> he had the grandstand seat of like, what the fuck was his teammate up to? Like, well, I think, I think everybody's bush got beaten at the start, apart from him and about two or three others. <laughs> it's a bit personal, that Paul. <laughs> it's the way you have to sit in those cars. I've seen the. Cool so that's way. why Alonso helped Ocon. <laughs> But, um, yeah, lousy first start, good second start. And managed to throw shade at Maldonado after the race as well. How did he throw shade at Maldonado? Um, Rosberg was interviewing him after the race on Sky. I don't know if it made F1 TV. And he was talking about um, seeing, seeing a gap early on at the start when he got his bad start and ended up having to sort of pull out to the left to go wide around all the carnage instead of going right. And he said, it wasn't really a gap. It's what I'd call a Maldonado gap. So it didn't really <laughs> exist. Mm. So it's Rosberg kind of defended Maldonado saying he wasn't all that bad. And the nation chuckled. <laughs> it wasn't Venezuela. <laughs> is it a, a flood? Are you getting a terrible reception from Paul or is it my internet? Yeah, no, I, I, Paul sounds a bit robotic to me. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. oh, we, uh, everything seems all right at this side. Clearly not. No. <laughs> Hang on, I'll pause. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Right, I've stopped. Loud that. and clear. This is good. Stop being a robot to you two and not being a robot to anybody else. Well, I worried it was my internet connection. You barely have one. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Vettel, Vettel was looking good, although we never really saw him go for uh, go for an overtake on Ocon, which it would have been good to see what he could do with that car if um, if he decided to take a chance with it. I think it's just the... I mean, I, I think he had the slightly better car, but it's that whole thing, isn't it, where it's not just about having a slightly better car. You've got to have a car which is like a second a lap quicker than the mm. one you're trying to get past. Get past. Yeah. yeah. It would be nice to see what had happened if uh, the pit stop had not got slightly cocked up because one of the tyres was a bit slow going mm. on, I think. If, it if, was, yeah. yeah. If it had I, got I, think that he'd right. have, I think he'd have had him. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd have had him. Well, it and was, probably disappeared off into the distance. It wasn't a problem with the tyre. He overshot his mark by about six inches. Oh, dear. So um, the wheel, 
the guy on one of the wheel guns didn't Just compensate. wasn't quite where he should be. Now, obviously, in Mercedes terms, that's enough for a retirement and to blame Bottas. Seems <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> We'll blame Bottas for a bit more later on. And then the other yeah. side of the Aston Martin garage, the one with all the repair work to do. Uh, one of the few retirements not impacted by Bottas. He had his own impact. <laughs> yeah, he very much had his own impact. Like I said just before we started recording that Bottas, all right, he made a, a really bad start and he made a mistake. He, he braked way too late, hit other cars, and that's his fault. Um... That's something that shouldn't happen, but does. Uh, I don't think Stroll tried to brake. <laughs> like, oh, there's a Ferrari, that'll do. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, he did. I won't brake, and I'll just take the corner as quickly as I possibly can. Oh shit, there's more cars in the way. I mean, he did. He did say that he realised he wasn't going to make the corner, so he thought he'd take to the grass. You know, the grass that it's just been getting rained on for the last. No, half it's not hour. ideal. It's not an ideal plan. You mean where Charles Leclerc was just the uh-huh. other side of? Yeah, that's that's the one. So, I mean, he he tried to do a Maldonado and a Petrov at the same time. He, the thing is, he, he, he zipped across the track so quickly, sideways, that had there been somebody anywhere near alongside him, which is why I think Vettel was quite, quite happy that he stayed so far back, um, he would have just totally wiped them out as well. And that could have been another two or three cars out quite easily. Um, it was pretty dangerous from Stroll. I could, yeah, all right. Maybe he didn't have time to think, but come on, it was a Grosjean move. It was a total like like rookie error that I thought Lance Stroll had gotten out of his system. Um, it was it was difficult conditions. It was unfortunate, but I thought Lance Stroll was better than that. Now, mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't have him down as being the worst Canadian of the day, I've got to admit. <laughs> He's definitely the worst Canadian of the day. <laughs> true that, or true that. I didn't realise as well, but I just looked it up. Um, he has also got a five-place grid penalty at the next race, he which has. completely passed me by yesterday and all the other dramas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the two causes of accidents. Yes. Um, I have got a five-place grid penalty for Spa, which is... Not interesting for Lance Stroll, but quite interesting for Valtteri Bottas. Mm. So the the Lance Stroll sort of roll of dishonour, he took out Leclerc and that damaged Danny Rick as well. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Danny Rick spun uh, and caused somebody else to go wide and lose a lot of time. I want to say, I want to say Kimi Raikkonen had to avoid Daniel Ricciardo spinning. Uh, and had to take on, you know, that just as the just, right. just as the uh, concrete bit ends and it's really slippery. That's mm-hmm. where Raikkonen had to go and drive. Um, I think it was Raikkonen. And um, yeah, so there were a lot of cars. I, mean, I saw a picture of uh, of turn one, just the Bottas incident before we start recording the podcast. And off the circuit are Lando Norris, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Fernando Alonso, and Pierre Gasly. Yeah, it's fairly a fairly destructive moment. And that's just the Bottas incident. That's <laughs> yeah. not in, that's not including Stroll, Leclerc, Ricardo, Raikkonen that were involved in the other one. <laughs> you know that that is over half the grid because of two cars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
Jesus. Shall we, shall we just move on to Haas? I mean, for once, not at the back. But if um, if Vettel gets his second place back, do I have to re-edit the show? No. Good. No, no I think you're okay. Talking of Kimi Raikkonen. Um, yeah, he finished Mazepin's race fairly uh, fairly swiftly. Well, his pit crew finished Mazepin's race fairly swiftly. Yeah, he was told to go. He went. There was a Russian. Everyone's gone quiet on that. No, That's Mazepin... the end of the story, I think, from, from yeah, that, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mazepin got cancelled by Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes a change on hundreds of years of history with um, Finland crashing into Russia. Well, I mean, <laughs> Finland didn't didn't become a country until, like, World War One, did it? Because it, because it was embedded in Russia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the alpha mechanics were trying try to do that. Try to do that the other way around. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't really say anything about what Mazepin did because he didn't see him do anything. I mean, they'd already said he'd retired before we saw what caused him to retire. Yeah, he was marked as in pit mm. for a long time. Like everybody else left the pits, and Mazepin was still in pit. And I went, "Oh, he's had a Mazespin, and he hadn't." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought he damaged and they were repairing his car, but it wasn't even his fault. He was just waiting to go into his pit and Raikkonen just appeared in front of him. A wild Kimmy appeared. <laughs> and then Mick Schumacher. Um, looked like he was good at defending this week. Cause he, yeah, he, decent. He, he was holding people up at an elite level. Yeah, and, and yes. to not just let Verstappen cruise past to try and defend and go wheel to wheel with him. He, he had a good good day, I think. Now, yep. I've got him in the wrong position on that text document that I sent through to everybody. He actually finished 12th. Yeah, you did, you did put 18th. It's just force of habit. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I just haven't changed his... <laughs> I just haven't changed his position at all. But Schumacher, definitely 18th. Mazepin, 19th. One retirement. <laughs> Who was the retirement? Oh, it, could, it changes from, from race to race, usually. <laughs> At Silverstone, it was Max Verstappen. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, I think I think this is this is two weeks ago's list just slightly rejigged, isn't it? Pretty much. Uh, uh, a little, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, re- recycling even computer documents that never actually been on paper. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it took Max going um, all out elbows and a little bit of a uh, little bit of wheel banging to get past him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Um, I'd like. I'd like to see him in a car that can race with some of the rest of the field. Because it's it's impossible to get an opinion on how how good he actually is or has the potential to be. Yeah, it, it is difficult to judge, isn't it? When aside from this race, we've only seen him pootling around at the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah we he did try fighting George Russell for position, didn't he? After a pit stop, but. Uh, Russell on fresher tyres made it look quite easy, but I mean, there was two two ex F two champions, you know, battling wheel to wheel on on circuit. Mm. So, yeah, just just see him in a car that's um, actually got some downforce, lack of weight, pace, basically something that isn't a football stadium on wheels. Yes. Right on to McLaren next. <clears throat> Yes. Um, Danny Rick in 11th with a damaged car from Stroll. Uh, Lando DNF because 
He was the first one that Bottas hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, privilege. he... <laughs> Bottas rear-ended Norris, which mm-hmm. then ended up in Norris absolutely slamming into Max Verstappen mm-hmm. at great force. Uh, and then um, I don't think Norris was involved in the Perez incident. I think Bottas hit Perez all by himself. Yeah, I think Bottas kind of um, bounced off Norris into Perez. Yeah, and then Norris did very, very well to detach his front wing somehow and get all the way back around to um, to the pits, um, which it was only when they decided to pull the car into the garage. I was just like, oh, right, okay. Well, if they're going to work on the car in the garage, that's an instant um, as an instant penalty under red flag conditions, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, no, sorry, we're retiring the car." I was like, "Oh, that's why they pulled it into the garage then." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think it was um, front and rear suspension that went. I think it. I think the technical term is it was fucked. Yeah, and I guess they're gonna have to look pretty hard at the gearbox as well because it was um, a proper rear ending, wasn't mm. it? Oh, totally. He was up in the air, but um, disappointing for Lando because I think he was probably going to be third, if not second, going into that, um, you know, coming out of that uh, that turn one. Had there mm. been no accident, yeah, he looked like he'd made a good start. Yeah, he definitely had the uh, had the anchors on nice and early to get a good drive. I think he was thinking he was going to get a good drive out of that turn and maybe challenge Max for second, but was not to be. Uh, yeah, it was. It was kind. Of, he, he kind of. Got everything right from where he was because he got a much better start than Bottas. And so did everyone else. <laughs> Admittedly, yes, but but Bottas was later on the brakes than everyone. <laughs> but I mean, Lando, Lando was. Pretty... And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lando was pretty much um, up with Max during the second phase of the start. So he was um, he was going well, and he had the um, he had the had the inside line into the corner. Well, he was, yeah, he was behind Max. I don't think he would have passed Max into the corner, but he, he was looking like second or third, you know, at the end of maybe lap one had we had no incidents. Mm. But, uh, Lee, you were saying you thought that that could have been like one of those crazy races that Lando would have won had he not been... Yeah, well, hit. I mean, he, I, I don't think Vettel or Ocon could have really done anything about, you know, his race pace. If yeah, if you if that if everything that went down goes down, but doesn't take Lando out, I I don't see how he doesn't win that Grand Prix. It was a real shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean he, he had a faster car than the top three, and usually does have a uh, than the top two, or the original top two, or the first two over the line. I'm fucking confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I don't even think there's, there's there's that much right. You know, huge amounts of speed between the McLaren, Alpine, and. Um, uh, Austin Martin, but he he's been on a different level, hasn't he, than the rest of the midfield drivers this year? I mean, that's the first time this year he's not scored points. Yeah. So no, I think it it um it would he would have been capable of pushing pushing for the win, definitely definitely a podium. Mm. But it seems to be quite good at following as well that McLaren too, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, we've seen him like mm. getting racy with people before. It doesn't seem to get as upset as some of the other cars do. Mm. Yeah, possibly that they've actually designed that in mind, whereas I think Mercedes yeah. and Red Bull sort of expect to be at the front, so don't want to be in traffic, so don't design their car for traffic. But yeah, the McLaren works. And then Danny Rick in 11th. He just never really got going after the first lap. Um, I... Uh, 
I think this is a re- the, way, the worst race or the worst race weekend for Daniel Ricciardo this year. He had a damaged car, don't forget. Yeah, much yeah, like I, much like Max Verstappen, like Max should have Richard have carved that field up. Like Lewis yeah, he, did. he took some damage, but like when you look at where he was in in qualifying as well, he was well out of it. You mm-hmm. took what four or five of the top guys point scorers out. Yeah, Bo- yeah. Both Williams scored points, and Daniel Ricciardo didn't score a point. Have you seen the video of him post race, Lee? No. He just sits in his car with his head, with his helmet on on the halo, and just sits there for about a minute before he actually gets out of his car. I, I don't There's know what happens. There's something else going on with him, isn't there? There must yeah. be something sort of in the background that's just not quite right. Yeah, I wish I'd stayed at Alpine. Possibly yeah. that when you see, yeah, uh, yeah, and you see what your car from last year was doing in this race. But what happens, right? Because I mean, we, we've been saying this all year. And I, I really do think I'm not bagging on Ricardo here because I want Ricardo to do well. I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't like Ricardo. But we, you know, we've been saying, or, or I've been saying all like all year, how long do McLaren give him? We're halfway through the season with no real visible improvement. That's yeah. He had a good race at Silverstone. Yeah, and that's it so far. Yeah. Um, this this race was an anomaly, and I I don't know how much damage he had. I know he had a damaged car because mm-hmm. because when they spoke to uh, I don't know if you got it on F one TV, but on Sky they spoke to Andrea Seidel on the pit wall, mm-hmm. and the, he did say that they were considering retiring Daniel as well, yeah. um, but, but they decided to just just let him go out and, and and race to see what could happen. But the issue there is is where he was in qualifying as well. You know, it's it's not like he qualified well and then got caught up in an accident he was still uh, like six tenths off his teammate uh scratching around trying not to get knocked out of q2 you know, yeah did he get knocked out knock out of q2 he did didn't yeah, he? he was yeah. 11th yeah yeah. yeah yeah he did um yeah i just don't i don't know what happens to him and if if mclaren do start to lose faith in their purchase what is that? Is this Daniel Ricciardo's career over? Well, I think Mercedes, <clears throat> Mercedes, are giving, uh, McLaren are giving him the backing at the moment. Um, Seidel said last week it's all down to him not getting to grips with the car. Yeah, but how long do you how long do you do that for? I think the saving grace for him will be that next year's car will be so different that if he doesn't yeah. like this car, they might as well at least hang on, see what happens next year. Because it looks, doesn't look good for them either if they've no. gone and stolen a driver from another team, paid him big money, and it doesn't work out. That looks bad on McLaren. So at least they can say, look, guys, we always knew we were building the next car for Danny. We knew how these regs would work for him. It's all fine now. Don't worry. Does it look bad for McLaren, though? I think it, I, it's if, if they me, could have, they could have signed. They, it does look bad for Ricardo, but if they could have signed like Hulkenberg for a fraction of the price to be just as average, they should have done yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The the, mon- the money side of it, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it is an obvious thing. But um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, do we expect him? Like now, we've we've seen such like a vast array of circuits. Do we expect him to get better? I don't I know. I so. think I would have expected him to get better before now. Yeah. I think possibly there's already been a, you know what, this car just ain't for you, love. We'll just write it off and start again the, the, next year. 
the interesting thing for me was watching, I remember it in um, Austria, I can't remember who it was that was doing the onboard uh, with him, but they did an onboard of his qualifying lap. lap. Oh, against and, Landos. Yeah. But yeah, like the, Karun Chandok, I think. Was it Chandok, was it? But he was saying that it, he doesn't seem to be doing anything wrong in the car. So where's he losing all the time? Joe, mm. that, that that means, I mean, especially there, because what you've got like what, three and a half corners in Austria. Um, and to lose all that time there, I, I just, I don't know what happens. And you've got Ferrari, which they're in this sort of, really close battle with for third in the championship. McLaren really should be fucking walking that now. They should be well ahead of Ferrari, but one of the drivers is hemorrhage points for them. Hmm. I wonder if it's something silly like height. Because like Sainz and Norris are both quite short, but I think Danny Rick is one of the taller ones. I wonder if he just doesn't fit in the car properly and is wrecking the air or something daft like that. He was he was an early sign though, wasn't wasn't he? Yeah, they should have they should have been able to factor it in. Yeah, yeah but don't forget it's... this is essentially last year's car, and last year's car mm. was designed for two short drivers. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they haven't handled tall drivers before. You know, Button's a six footer. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, been it should it shouldn't be something memory. as daft and silly as that, no. but you, you know. <clears throat> These things happen in F1. Oh, talk, talking of driver position, um, Haas actually finally gave Mick Schumacher a new seat so he doesn't have to sit crooked in the car anymore. That's cool. <laughs> How much money is his sponsor bringing in and they've taken until now to get him a seat that works for his arse? Yes. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> did he sit crooked during the fitting or did they just make it wrong? Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, Haas won't have made it themselves so it'll take ages to get a... Get an outside company to do it. <laughs> maybe the why maybe, not? I mean, they've got a CNC machine. Maybe they got it from IKEA, and it just took them that long to understand the instructions. Has anybody seen how they do seat fittings in Formula One? Oh, it, it involves lots of plaster of Paris, and it, it, it looks like you can't tell if they're going for a seat fitting or they're getting the Madame Two Swords replica made. <laughs> well, it's like expanding foam, isn't it? Mm. They 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 sit in the seat um, with a bag underneath it. And then uh, they they fill up the bag from the top with with like expanding foam, and then they sit there until it sets. Then they get out, and then they they, they get back in it again after it's set. And then they just they just keep shaving bits off of it until they're like, yeah, that fits. So basically, what we can learn from this is there's a good chance that Mick Schumacher farted while he was get, having his seat fitting. Or Either that, or he just used his dad's seat. <laughs> We, we we managed to get hold of one of your dad's seats from F1 Authentics, you know, just, uh, just that'd be all right, won't it? Christ, how much would that have cost? Yeah, it probably would have been cheaper to do a proper fitting. Mm. Mick just bought it from home, probably, let's be honest. <laughs> Took it into show and tell day at work. Oh, that should be a thing. Show and tell at work. <laughs> Yeah, so Mick, yeah, Mick turns up with one of Michael's seats and, and Nikita Mazepin just turns up with a big wadge of cash. More money. Yeah, this is what my dad does. <laughs> Slaps a big pile of money down on the desk. Probably best not to bring the fertiliser in. <laughs> <laughs> right, Alfa Romeo. Uh, Kimmy promoted to 10th. I've just noticed the FIA is still saying it's provisional classification barring appeals. So every position on here could be one out by the time we 
Yay, by the time you listen to this. This might be complete fiction. Yeah, so Kimmy in 10th slash 11th. Um... Eventful for Kimmy, wasn't it? Nearly got wiped out at the start, got into a debacle with Mazepin, had to do a penalty. Yeah, 10 seconds as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Stop, go. And still finished ahead of Ricardo. I think, was he just the plain... I think he might have just been a plain 10-second yeah, penalty. Yeah, he, he, he was a vanilla 10 seconds yeah, at the start of the It was Giovanazzi that got the stop and go. Cause did he speed in the pit Oh, yeah, Is sorry. Yeah, yeah. Giovanazzi got the 10-second stop go, yeah. And Raikkonen was 10-second time penalty. Yeah, yeah, so speeding in the pit lane worse than crashing in the pit lane. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, bit of a bit of a day for Kimmy. Yeah, I think Alfa Romeo had uh, one of those days all round. Giovanazzi, though, like we gamble when everybody was <laughs> when everybody was struggling on Inters, going yeah mediums like <laughs> yeah when he came in for different tires, I assumed they were going wet, and then it's like oh no, they've done something different. Yeah, we gamble. Yeah, we go on slicks. Why? Why? <laughs> and why him? Why Giovanazzi is <laughs> like Raikkonen might have a slightly more experienced hand at that kind of thing. And Giovanazzi not taken out at the first corner. That's true. So they, yeah, I mean, clearly they knew what they were doing. Well, no, because he eventually did make it round and then realised he had five pit stops in that race. (laughs) (laughs) So he got that wrong. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, technically he was last if you don't count Mick Schumacher's 18th. (laughs) Which we're not counting because it's not real. No, because he was 12th. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, disaster for Giovanazzi. Okay for Raikkonen, I guess. Yeah, a point I mean, for Alfa Romeo, I think, is a, a good day out. It's only the fourth one of the season. Obviously, they found themselves sort of vaulted by Williams now mm. in the course yeah. of one race. I mean, all, a point. All, all Giovanazzi did of note um, on the positive side was he was holding Lewis up for a while because Lewis was complaining that he could catch him but couldn't pass him. And it took him after the after the restart. It took him five laps to get past Giovinazzi, and then obviously he started making light work of everyone else, except mm. Alonso. Except Alonso, who we will get to last but one. That's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, do we give Alfa, just Alfa Romeo the participation award? They were definitely there, and you knew about it. They were there. Right, Red Bull. Um, we'll do we'll do Perez first. Um, got got a Bottas in the kidney and ripped half, ripped half the side of the car away. Tried to avoid accident, got caught in accident. Yeah. Um, but the worst thing for Perez is that it looks like he needs a new engine, and that's not an old engine. Yeah, that that car, I think, by all accounts, is entirely screwed, internal and external. So we will be seeing him getting penalties, which kind of causes issues for Red Bull when it comes to the Constructors' Championship. This was always going to be the problem for Red Bull in the Championship, wasn't it? Is that they needed to go out and get this lead before they start getting the reliability issues that just don't happen at Mercedes. Yeah. I think Mercedes have caught them too early in the season. Well... Yeah, I don't know. Well, the pro- the problem is, I'm looking at both cars in here, um, 
Red, uh, Perez has definitely got issues with his after this weekend. And Verstappen changed to a new engine partway through the weekend. He started on the Silverstone one, but they found a few problems with it. Cracks, I think they said. Actual, actual physical cracks. Mm-hmm. And he's now on his third power unit. They think they might be able to repair that one. They've sent it back to Japan. Um, I think they said, but they don't know. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we are going to see engine points, uh, sorry, penalties for uh, Sergio Perez at some point, um, which is going to be, is it 10 place for a new ICE? I think so. Mm. I mean, don't, don't forget, this this is still a massive improvement for Honda, because if you look at the 2015 and 2016. Oh, yeah, they'd have used like eight engines by now. Well, tw- uh, 2016 Hungarian Grand Prix, Jensen Button had a, a 60 place grid penalty. 2015, Button had 55 and Alonso had 50, or it may have been the other way around. Yeah. So, that's an improvement for Honda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I see it, I saw, um, it, it's vaguely Honda related. Um, Honda points uh, with McLaren, uh, I think they scored like 130 something points. In in the three seasons with McLaren, and uh, already um, Max Verstappen's got more points this season than they managed to score in all the the, the points that they had with uh, with McLaren. Which I think, if that says anything, it's don't let Ron Dennis in charge of an engine program by proxy. <laughs> uh, right, Max. Now he lost half his floor, but in the pit stop. Apparently it fell off when he came in to, uh, to stop after Something fell off as he was coming out, didn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, was, one of the, that was a barge board. By that point, he kind of lost track of what no, The whole there. right barge board, like the whole thing was gone. There was no floor mm. underneath the barge board. It was all gone. Jesus. And he said he complained he was oversteering and understeering, possibly both at the same time, uh, certainly in the same corner understeering on the way in and oversteering on the way out because there was absolutely no balance left on that car because there was I thought you said the balance wasn't too bad. I thought you said the balance was okay. It's just I haven't got much speed. Oh, then then it, then he corrected himself later on and said uh, that he was understeering and oversteering. I think that was tires oversteer. I mean there was there was only there was only 3 quarters of the floor left on the car by at best. I mean he was lucky to keep running. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought at some point he'd get on a curb and that would just be the straw that broke the camel's back and that would be it. He'd be either breaking down or suddenly called into the pit. I didn't think he'd finish. I'm surprised that teams don't whip drivers out of races more often. In a, t- a time where engines are so like few and far between, um, you would think that... He, like, Max Verstappen... I know championships can be decided by single points, mm. but would you not prefer to take a whole race distance off a car that's already been damaged for the sake of a point? I guess when you've already got, at the point of the restart, five cars out, six out very quickly with Mazepin in the pit lane, you don't know what's going to happen for the next, at this point, the majority of race distance. It's worth being in it just in case suddenly... Lewis and Alonso trip over each other and you end up two places higher up the road suddenly that's not little points, that's alright points yeah 
Plus, I think they're sponsored by a gaffer tape supplier and they had to uh, get as much airtime. Oh, yeah, for they it as came possibly. in handy, didn't they? That was a lot of tape. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, 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 was, that was held together like a Spanish player in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, you know, the, the mechanics did their usual great job on. Um, Getting the bits of Max's car that had been um, sprinkled all over the track in the pit lane, putting them back together and sending him out. Did they as well at one point do like the new fastest ever pit stop? Did I imagine that? No, has that been unconfirmed? Because Possibly. TV timing had it at 1.8, um, but the actual official stopwatch had it bang on 1.93, which is exactly the same as it was in Bahrain, which would be this season's fastest pit stop i think and i'll have to google this i think red bull still hold the record for the fastest pit stop at 1.8 something seconds well we're never going to see pit stops like that again because there's now the uh, the new the new pit stop ruling coming in from belgium where there's got to be greater delays and tolerances in the automated systems well, no, they've, they've got they've got to have fewer people on the car as well haven't they um i'm i don't know, don't know about that, but I know that um, they've now got to have visual confirmation that a light's gone out, as well as an automatic computerized confirmation that it's gone out. Yeah. To trigger yeah. the next next phase of the stop. I mean, these these phases are literally tenths apart. The fastest pit stop is set by Red Bull uh, for Max in 2019, 1.82 seconds. Ooh, this one yesterday was apparently 1.88. Oof. I mean, it's, it's... If it measures if it measures the light going out, maybe they should cast it over Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> I give him one year. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it is getting ridiculous, and um, I think it is about time to pull things back without re-adding refueling. Don't forget why. Um, because with refueling, you just end up with. One no, no, refueling. No, no. Why, why? Why did they need to pull it back? I think pull, pulling it back. I'm on, I'm only talking by a few tenths here, but actually introducing sort of human confirmation rather than system confirmation into the next phase. The next phase of a stop. You know, sort of wheel gun on wheel, wheel gun on wheel, wheel gun stop. I just, I, I just don't think it matters though, does it? I, I don't think seen... it would make the race any better. Yeah, we haven't seen the huge number of unsafe releases in terms of like tires flying off for a little yeah. while. Make, make no mistake, this is this is something aimed at Red Bull to, to slow Red Bull a little bit. You're on full Hamilton fanboy this week, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's 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 so it's dead obvious that it's it's that this is something that's aimed at a particular team. I because, don't know that it is because we've seen quite a few um, well, safety. Not, they don't care about helping Williams, and they're pretty quick, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but they, we've we've seen quite a few incidents in the pit lane over the last couple of years, haven't we? Um, where wheels haven't been put on properly, and cars have been sent out. It just, just from a safety point of view, just slowing it down by half a second. Just yeah, but make look, it... we're, we're in a sport where the whole idea is to do everything as fast as possible. 
Yeah, and but it also needs to be done as safely as possible as well. Like uh, like an unsafe release is usually down to a system error. Like the system goes, oh yeah, well, everybody's finished. Light goes green. The driver reacts to the light without. You know, the system can't see there's a car coming down the pit lane. So you know, in that respect, I I, I do think you know either a human override or you know something more human. Doesn't necessarily I, mean a slower pit stop. Human should have stopped Raikkonen pulling out in front of Mazepin though, and someone dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was just going to say as well, if you take the systems out, the systems out of it, and put it more into human hands, that means more pressure on people, and people tend to make more mistakes under pressure than computers do. Yeah, I I know what you mean, but there's also humans have that, or humans. I'm <laughs> being very um. <laughs> very judgmental here of the entire human race <laughs> that's what we're here for humans humans are able to see and anticipate more than 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 the computers that that run the systems you know unless they're going to make the computers super ai um which you know with the budget cap coming in i don't think they can afford to do anyway so this is what applied technology arms are for Farm yeah, it out it's to a, a different part of your company <laughs> exactly, but I mean, it's it comes under the cost cap as well. I'm sure it will do as the expenditure for your for your team. So do you do you throw millions into trying to make your pit stop a tenth of a second quicker, or do you just have humans doing it and then everybody's is sort of equaled out a little bit? And don't forget, Formula Formula One is notorious, but you get to you get to one state in a particular rule set, you you have a you have the big reset to make things go a little slower. Within three years, everything's back to the speed that it was. This yeah. is true. But it's another reason why I think it's pointless. It just seems it seems to be a daft thing to for any sort of focus on for me. Um like I said, I, I really don't um with the way penalties are being handed out, uh, which is dead odd because I think like, we'll talk about Bottas later, but I think he should have had a harsher penalty. But we've seen some terrible penalties given out this year, which shouldn't have been uh, as harsh as they were. Um and this seems to be a like an overbearing fucking nanny state hand on an aspect of Formula One that realistically doesn't need fucking with. You've been doing your own research. <laughs> uh, Williams. Good to get. Wow, Williams already. Yeah, we're getting, getting nosebleed territory. Oh, completely. <laughs> Um, first points for George Russell in a Williams car, and first points, full stop, for Nicholas Latifi. And once again, George Russell is the lowest scoring Williams driver. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, Latifi got a better start than Russell, and, you know, at one point, I think Latifi, well, we were saying earlier, Latifi was running third or fourth. He was running third after Hamilton stopped for dry tyres, so it was Ocon, Vettel, Latifi. Yeah. But that was after George obviously had to give places back because he, he was running second at the restart, but he mm-hmm. had to give places back because of where his pit box was. Um, now, apparently it was the team that did that because they were saying it was the FIA, or it was the stewards on Sunday. Um, the team came out and said, no, we told him to do it. And the team apparently got thanked by Michael Massey for doing it to save him the bother. Better to to do it that way than get a penalty, though, I think. Yeah. Would it have been illegal? No one's entirely sure, so probably. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it did surprise me when I saw George Russell was the first one out of the pit lane to follow (laughs) Lewis Hamilton. I was like, what the... 
what is this? <laughs> um, I, I had no idea what was going on when those cars were exiting the pit lane. It was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, um, Nicholas Latifi got got a better start. Uh, managed to stay, um, you know, ahead of George Russell um, after the first couple of laps of actual racing. And George came on the radio, didn't he, and said, "Look, if you need to compromise my race to improve Nicky's performance, then then do it." Prioritize Nikki. Just I showing, just showing anyone who happens to be watching what a good number two driver he would make. Good team player, yeah. I think he's trying to put across there, isn't he? Mm. I mean, who who could possibly want a good team who, player at the moment? Who would be looking for that quality in a driver? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, you, you need top teams are going to need somebody who's going to be, you know, on the track, perhaps. You know, mm-hmm. after turn one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, technically, Bottas was still on the track after turn Bits one. Bits of Bottas were still on the yeah, track. He, and he was sat on that pile of tyres. That, uh, that that photo is going to be a meme for years to come, I feel. I think I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after after Saturday for Williams, it was just going to be, oh, it's, it's going to be a real bad one. I mean, George couldn't even get through to Q2. And that was the first time in, what, 18 races or something daft? Blimey. But he's been out in Q1. Um, still didn't get out-qualified by, um, by a teammate. That's only happened once in F1. And that was Bottas that did it. Only just. And again, yeah, not by, not by much. but By seven thousandths, wasn't it? Something like something that. Something like it that. Was... In a car, he knew a lot better. <laughs> it was about the amount that uh, the FIA wants to reduce Red Bull pit stops by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You know, I mean, we've we've said this before about its shenanigans. Well, it worked in their favour this time. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this is this is the best bit of luck that Williams have had since Kubica in Germany, twenty nineteen. Yes, yeah. When he also this, scored a point. Yeah, this is better luck than that though, because everyone's in the points. That is true. Pretty much nailed them ahead of Haas as well. I can't see Haas. Yeah, Haas are getting ten points, points aren't they? Yeah. Alpha might not get ten points. Yeah, you mean Alpha Romeo possibly might have a, a good scoring second half of the season where they pick up a couple of ninths or whatever. But Williams have really set themselves up well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for towards the end of the season, this is starting to look good for Williams. Um, yes, it was shenanigans, and yeah, in a normal race, they probably would be nowhere near the points. But there were shenanigans, and they were in the points, and they are going to stand until the end of the season, and it's up to everybody else to behind them now, which is it is only Alpha and Haas, isn't it, behind them? Yeah. Yes. So it's up to them to try and catch them. Uh, Haas are not going to do it. Uh, Alpha might do. I mean, it could be depend- dependent on um, dependent on Aston Martin's appeal. Williams lose a couple of points. Well, then Alpha lose. But then Alpha. Point. But then Alpha will lose their point from this week as well. Yeah. But yeah, when the great when the great reset comes next year, um, we'll know what Williams are then. They appear to be they appear to be taking on technical staff like nobody's business. So hopefully they'll have half a decent car. No, sorry, a half decent car. Max had half a decent car this week. It's a bit of a difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Half a decent car gets you ninth, a half decent car gets you eighth. 
Uh, right, Alpha Bleeping Tory. I like Sweary Sonoda. Sweary Sonoda is fun. Well, they did a driver swap, didn't they? Because uh-huh. Gasly, Gasly was like, I'm quicker than Sonoda. Could you please let me past? Yeah. So they swapped, and then I think it was it was a delayed message that we got from Sonoda saying, "What was the point of that? He's holding me up." But no, I, no, he didn't. No, that's say that. not exactly what he said, is it? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the that's the PG version of what he said. But when F one broadcast that, Gasly was three seconds up the road from him. And well, Gasly was so attention. far ahead of him by the end of the race that he managed to have a pit stop and still finished ahead of Tsunoda. And I'm just bringing up the gap for how much it was, and it wasn't an inconsiderable amount. Um, it must have been at least 24 seconds for them to pit Gasly for a faster slap. Uh, it was 12 in the end. After a So he was 30 off. seconds yeah. then yes. up the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 12 seconds plus one pit stop. We tell Gasly to hurry the fuck up. Uh, yeah, all right. Pierre, do you want to hurry the fuck up? Yep, no worries. Yeah, he did it. He did it and got the, <laughs> got the fastest lap. That was a, it was a complete French slam. It was. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. The last French driver. I saw that on Twitter. It was quite funny. Somebody said, oh, wow, who was the last French driver to win a race? <laughs> uh, Pierre Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it? it? It would have been Prost, the last French driver in a French car with a French engine. Yeah, that was mentioned a couple of times yesterday, wasn't it? Was that 83 or something, I think that was. It was a long time ago, because everyone was saying, oh, what What about Panis? I was like, no, there was a Honda in there. Yeah, Panis in a Ligier, but it was powered by a Mugen Honda, Mugen. I believe. It was a Mugen Honda, or a Mugen, hmm, as it used to be on the captions. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, AlphaTauri, they... Um, Solid day, isn't it? Yeah, they they can really pull it out. And I still, I still think the separation of them and Red Bull is going at pace. And a great drive from Pierre Gasly, I just want to say as well. Mm-hmm. Not just for finishing fifth, or you know, crossing the line sixth. Not just for finishing fifth, but the fact that he was second last at the beginning of the race and had to, you know, really gun it to get to where he got to, and still finish, you know, seconds ahead of his teammate with an extra pit stop for faster slap. The guy is putting himself in contention for a really big seat somewhere. Just where? That's the that's the question. <laughs> I think he's going to be back at Red Bull next year. I mean, I don't what think else it's does impossible. he have to do? He do, he can't surely be doing much more to catch Helmet Marco's one good eye. Yeah, Marco's always looking in the other direction when Gasly has a good race. That's the problem. Did you see? Did you see Christian Horner have to unfurl his hood for him when it started raining on the grid? Uh, yes, <laughs> that was an amazing thing. No, old people need help getting dressed. <laughs> um, I just don't think. Um, I, I I don't think Perez is doing enough to keep his seat, and I think Gasly has handled. Red Bull's rejection better than any other driver has. He's actually you know, where, where they've sent him back down to Toro Rosso. Um, he hasn't moped at all. You know, he's he, he went back down and sorted himself out. So who who knows what happened when he goes back up to Red Bull? But I th- I think he'll be in a Red Bull next year because I just I just can't see Perez keep being kept on. I don't think it's impossible at the moment. Uh, it really depends how the second half of the season goes. 
Uh, it's going to be really interesting between Red Bull and Mercedes. Sort of, it's not just a battle between Max and Lewis, but the battles between the number two drivers, mm-hmm. between Bottas and Perez. We're almost sure that Bottas won't be there next year. We don't know, but we're almost sure that Bottas won't be there. If Bottas Pe- is there and Perez isn't, that is something's gone wrong. Or very right for Valtteri Bottas. You know, mm-hmm. Bottas comes out of the blocks, you know, and, and and is quicker than everyone for the next three races and wins them all, you know, all three. With his five uh, grid penalty? Yeah, you never know. Well, if he gets pole and then he gets put down to fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, the other question is, you know, Sonoda, what are they, what are they going to do with him? Because he's so unpredictable. You know, he had no, a... he's not. He's not unpredictable. He's been shit yeah. since the first race. Well, had... That's not unpredictable. He's he had... been shit. He had a good. He had a good one this time. He had an okay one. He put the car where it should have been for once. Gasly had a good one. Give him one. That's, yeah. that, that, that's the level of that's that's where the benchmark is for a Toro Rosso good one. What fifth? Yeah. <laughs> fifth one. It should have been sixth. But he well, no, but he he just drove a better race, didn't he? Oh, you know, far, yeah, and, far better. Yeah, um, I I don't I I don't know. I, I maybe it's just because I, I didn't buy the Sonoda hype from the word go, did I? I, maybe I don't think they've got anyone else to put in that car they, at the moment. They so. will have, and I think they're deliberately working on it because Liam Lawson, who is sharp end in F two, they've also like last minute put him in DTM where he has three podiums so far and DTM pays very good license points. Ooh, okay. So, so I think that their yeah, the backup plan is definitely Liam Lawson. I can see now through the medium of sound <laughs> podcast listener Kieran Thompson rolling his eyes at the fact that Liam Lawson might be a uh, Formula One driver next year because has anybody seen the text message exchanges between him and his dad every time Liam Lawson does well in a race? No, they're they're up, they're up there with the um, his opinions on Felipe Drogovic. <laughs> the text message exchanges are always something to do with Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, he has a particular set of skills, and he knows how to use them. <laughs> and in this case, it's particularly driving GT three cars in DTM. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think he had... I didn't know that he'd gone to DTM, to be he fair. He did. He won the opening race of the season. He is now the youngest ever race winner in DTM, and he got two second places in the second round of the season after dramas. So he, he seems all right in DTM. Fair enough. Like, DTM like, does tend to shake out the good drivers from the not-so-good as well, doesn't mm. it? Usually. He's smashing Alban. There you go, then. Mm. That's, the, that's quite... Uh... <laughs> Also, does nobody else think that Alex Albon's going to have a really hard time trying to recreate uh, Max Verstappen's accident? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I needed the Crime Watch theme tune, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I did try to get Michael Burke. <laughs> I know he. I know he didn't do Crime Watch, but. <laughs> To me, you can't tell a story about something horrific happening without it being voiced by Michael Burke. How, how did you try to get Michael Burke? I found his booking agent and I asked him a question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just, 
I was like, just a quick recording, you know. It's not good. But then I realised Michael Burke is seventy-five now. So <laughs> did did you receive an acknowledgement for this request or not yet? Oh, how rude! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we 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 did we didn't do a show last week, and this all came out afterwards anyway. But what the hell was all the recreation stuff about? I mean. We are talking about Red Bull anyway, aren't we? So, yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're on topic. It's fine. Alpha Tauri, Red Bull, same same team. Yeah, I mean, go recreate somebody's lap in an entirely different car. From like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and see if you'd run wide in that position when, in all honesty, we dropped you for not being quite as good a driver. To be fair, yeah. Albon does have legitimate experience in running wide after a tangle with Hamilton. That is true, but tonight, Matthew, he was being Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, I really, really, really wanted to be, uh, you know, a hacker in that um, video call with three Mercedes team representatives, three Red Bull team representatives, and I think it was a panel of FIA, um, FIA representatives as well. Like when Red Bull presented that evidence, <laughs> do, you th- do you think Mercedes turned their camera off? Because I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> I think if the FIA reps had got any sense, they'd have turned theirs off for a couple of minutes while they composed themselves as well. Yeah. So, so, so for all of our um, UK-based listeners over the age of thirty-five, is that is that? about right should we say 30 35 mm, yeah. you can imagine michael burke can't you max verstappen was up for a sunny drive in northamptonshire on a sunday afternoon when all of a sudden lewis hamilton appeared <laughs> <laughs> did alban have that playing in the car while he was going around cops do you think Christian? Do you, I'm stealing your joke here, Paul. Do you think Christian Horner told him to don't have nightmares to go in and goes out on the track? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. And uh, also that uh, the tweet that we put out about that uh, that is that has been our most popular tweet ever. It ended up on something like sixteen hundred likes. That's depressing. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All the, all the great content and all the people seem to like is talking about a reconstruction. Yeah. I'll we'll have that, to do it more often. Wasn't, wasn't that by Tracy Chapman? <laughs> well, talking about revolution. Sorry, I was close. So if we... Uh, should we do our own three legs, four wheels reconstruction of of any any incident from now on? Except we need to be very careful who we choose to take part you know, to play the part of the drivers. I, I think we can probably get hold of Rio Harrianto. <laughs> Does anyone know what he's doing? Does he is he still a going concern somewhere? You've got a phone in your hand. I don't have. don't ring him. Don't I'm ring him. I'm not gonna ring him, I was just gonna sort of <laughs> Google him from afar. Do it. Just call Rio Harrianto, see if he wants to chat. <laughs> <laughs> if I find Rio Harrianto's number now, I'd be very surprised. But Alexa <laughs> Everyone. What's Rio Harrianto's number? <laughs> I haven't found it. 88. <laughs> oh my god. Shall, shall we just shall we just move on to Ferrari, which I think Harrianto wished he could have done but didn't have a chance. 
Um, yes. Right, Leclerc, I think we've already really discussed. He got strolled. Got strolled. It was a good game of bowling, according to Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Yes, I, I enjoyed that tweet, especially, especially as he put it out while the race was still going on. I think he was stewing a bit when that happened. Wasn't it? Fair. Wasn't it just before the restart? Literally, like seconds before I think Hamilton. It was, yeah, took, it was like... still during the red flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got onto Science, who missed out on another podium. Or did he? Well, no, he well, did. Well, yes, because once again, he doesn't get to stand on it. Has anybody seen the video where Will Buxton is talking to him, and he gets told he has to go to the stewards? No, no, I have not. Seen oh, this. it's one of the funniest. It's one of the funniest videos ever. I need to find it and send it to you now because Carlos Sainz looks like a naughty schoolboy who's been told off mid-interview. Will Buxton is like, "Oh, I think you have to go to the steward. Someone just told me in my ear." <laughs> like, really? What for? Like, um, can anybody tell me why does Carlos have to go to the stewards? And it's like, oh, uh, team radio over the uh, formation lap, and Sainz walks away. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like a little kid who's just been told off. <laughs> I've got to find it. I mean, the, stu- ah. the stewards were kept a little busy on um, on Sunday afternoon after the uh, after T-shirt gate. Not well, no, not really. But um... I mean, there was there was reprimands for four drivers for not taking off the, not taking off the um, we racers one demonstration T-shirts for the national anthem. Yeah. It's like, read the room, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, you know, given what's going on, there's a referendum, isn't there, in in Hungary soon, so it's a political uh, political statement, and, uh, you know, the people use their platforms. It's just, that, that's that's how it's always been. Sports people always use their platforms. Yeah. Um, everybody... I think everybody had actually got together and used the same excuse that uh, they didn't take the t- didn't take the t-shirts off because it was raining and that threw them out. <laughs> um, it was raining. It had started raining by the time of the anthem. Uh, yeah, Every- so they just sort of left their t-shirts on. Yeah, everyone was also getting worried about the uh, about the cello for some reason that was being used for the. Uh, most boring anthem performance of the season. Yeah, I can't it wasn't the most boring. It was the darkest. It was gloomy. I mean, Hungary is traditionally the the darkest, gloomiest anthem on the uh, on the calendar. I don't know. The Japanese anthem can be quite dark. I appreciate we're not having that this year, but I mean, it's it's yeah. They usually got they usually go for something a little bit epic on that. Mm. I don't know. I, I was I'm kind of missing that we're not going to Japan because I want to uh, I want to see what they do with the crowd, given what they've been doing with the um, inverted commas crowd at the Olympics. You know, where it just looks like there's lots of people there, but there's nobody there. <laughs> Multicolored seating, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of works, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I had to I had to do a double take the other night because it looked like there was people in the stadium, and it's just that they've um, they've just painted painted the seats up weird. I did I did find something interesting about Olympic seating from nine years ago in London, which probably isn't interesting for anyone. But in the basketball arena, the seats were coloured um, yellow and black, which weren't Olympic colours because they'd already agreed to sell them to Barnet FC. <laughs> Amazing. Um. So anyway, yes, Carlos Sainz doesn't get to stand on a podium. Uh, even though he gets one gets one after the race, 
Um, held up for a while behind Latifi, and that was that really what lost him the. Uh... It was by the time he cleared Latifi, I think the uh, Ocon and Vettel were like thirty seconds down the road. So I don't, I don't think don't think there would have been much of a chance. How far off did he finish in the end? Fifteen, yeah, fifteen seconds uh, behind Ocon. So he pulled it back, but yeah, I've sent that tweet through. By the way, to our, uh, I found a tweet that contains the video. You don't need the sound on, although it is, it is obviously better with it. I will, uh, I will, I will share it on uh, on our Three Legs Ball Wheels account tomorrow or later tonight as well. Yeah, do it. It is. Uh, well, it's only the short version, but it is funny. But all in all, science, you know, pretty good performance as. As the only Ferrari, and Ferrari are kind of in that position where I wonder what I wonder what this engine would have been like in last year's car. Um, hang on, the one that they're allowed to use all of. You you mean the car that they're using this year, which is the same as the car they were using last year? But it's, <laughs> yeah, but they the weren't allowed to use all of the engine last year, apparently. Well, maybe, perhaps not. No, but remember Ferrari spent all their tokens, in inverted commas, on uh, the engine and pretty much brought the same car from last year to this year. <laughs> so we would have seen a better Ferrari last year if they hadn't been heavily punished. We may be even seeing a better Ferrari this year. Perhaps. Um, shouldn't, have bloody, again. shouldn't have bloody cheated, allegedly, then. No, but I mean, it, science was gutted, wasn't he? When Hamilton eventually got past him, he was like, "Oh no, no podium." <laughs> yeah, we were, trying, we were trying to work out between us on Discord what the uh, what the what the opposite song to "Smooth Operator" would be. And we can't rough think... disconnector. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lee, haven't you just done a reaction video to them? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a de- decent enough performance by science. Yeah, he was a smooth operator. It worked. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mercedes. Bottas is shit. <laughs> Bottas, yeah, Bottas was really not good. No, that's 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 a bit harsh by me, actually. But, uh, he, like I say, he got a really bad uh, start uh, and then made a mistake trying to catch up before they got to turn one and just totally, totally mistimed his braking. Um, trying to use solid objects as something to um, something to stop you on track never really goes well. Yeah. No, I mean Grand Theft Auto, fair enough, but this is Formula One. Yeah, it's not it's not acceptable to make a mistake that then ends up ending three other guys' day. Okay, or no, no, Verstappen carried on, but the, his competitive involvement in that race yeah. ended there. I agree with Lando's post-race comments on on what he said. He said, "I don't know why it has to be lap one. I don't. I don't like. We've, we've just start. Like, why? If you've lost time, fine. But you know, this is supposed to be Formula One. Uh, he was very upset, understandably so, because he was on for a good finish, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, Valtteri's done himself no favors at all. No." I mean, I mean, Twitter was ablaze Sunday afternoon with, "Oh, he's definitely getting sacked after this. We won't see him in the car in Belgium." It's like, no, cool, cool your boots. I think the best thing you can say about him is that Red Bull didn't get very many points because of him. That's the best sort of contribution he made to the Mercedes stratosphere. And it wasn't on purpose no. because it was just such a freak, 
I mean, had he just gone ploughed straight into Verstappen, then you might have a uh, a case. But to hit Norris to then try and guide Norris into Verstappen, no, there's no way he would have done that on purpose. Um, if he'd have tried, he probably got it wrong. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, just very poor showing. I mean, great qualifying, but very poor showing in the race um, from Valtteri. Um, I don't know what else to say about him. I don't think there's a lot more you can say because his race lasted 300 metres. He took it on the chin, about, yeah, ish. He took it on the chin, but I mean... What other option did he have? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. stand there amongst all this smoking wreckage going... I didn't do it. No, no. I mean, he, he didn't try and make excuses or anything like that. He, he you know, uh, he admitted that he was at fault, but it's a prime time for him, isn't it? Him, he's he, there are more focus on Valtteri Bottas than most other Formula One drivers at the moment. So, who had to go and make the big mistake in turn one that kind of, well, brought out a red flag? Mm. Valtteri Bottas. I mean, it, it you know, it was his turn to bring out the red flag last week. It was Lewis last time. Yeah. If you're Christian Horner, it was definitely Lewis that brought out the red flag. <laughs> um, move, moving on to Hamilton, uh, worries about his health. He's admitted to having um, what appears to be long COVID. I think he gave it, you know, not that the. the, the Obviously, Formula One drivers are athletes. I think he gave it everything yesterday. Yeah, he did. Uh, I, as I said earlier, I really enjoy watching a top driver carve through the field from the back. Um, and Hamilton did it really, really well until he got to Fernando Alonso. And now we'll bring um, Alpine into this one because I think we need to do the top two teams again just purely for that battle. It was it was great. I, I think it, I likened it to... Um, Senna versus Mansell in 92 at Monaco. Um, okay, Monaco is a bit more difficult to overtake than Hungary, but every time Mansell went to go and, uh, you know, position his car to pass Senna, Senna just put his car exactly where where Mansell wanted to go. And Senna ended up winning the race in, in a much, much slower car. Um Yeah, it was a fantastic defensive drive from Alonso. Probably the best defensive drive I've ever seen. I was going to say that is that is the best I've ever seen Alonso defend. Even even when he was in a in a slower Ferrari when he was defending against a much quicker Red Bull. Yeah, just thinking um Alonso Vettel at uh Monza, wasn't it where Vettel went on the grass to get round him? Mm. Yeah, I mean that was aggressive, but I mean it wasn't as prolonged as 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 we saw in in Budapest. Um, yeah, I mean, Alonso, he took a little while to get going this year and we were all wondering, oh, should he have come back? Yeah, there's your answer. Fernando totally should have come back. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm imagine I'm, if that was Guang Yu Zhou in that car instead of Fernando Alonso. So do you think he would have held up a, a Hamilton for more than half a lap? I'd, I'd have said about two or three corners. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, only Alonso would have done that in a car that, let's be honest, is nowhere near as quick as, as that Mercedes. Um, in a much slower car, he managed to hold up um, 
you know, somebody who's chasing down the world championship. He did a fantastic job. And it was great to see those two uh, jostling for position again. And doing it legally in Hungary for once. Rather than just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> rather than stopping in front of each other. Yes. Um, I've, there's a little bit of, as we're sort of on the sharp end here, with Bottas and stuff, there's a little bit of breaking news just happened. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, G- George Russell to drive Mercedes at this week at uh, uh, this week's Hungarian Grand Prix test. Yes, there is. Test. Yes. I think this, yes. this is on the news list, is it not? It is, yeah. There's a 2020... Oh, I, I did, sorry, I, I just noticed it pop up now. I didn't realise, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's for, for 2022 tyres, which I think is really interesting. Mm. Um because if it was for 2022 regulation to put George Russell in the car, to me is a bit like, okay, you know, it's a bit, oh. It kind of, it points to it. Do you need a cigarette after that? (laughs) No, it's just, no, not at all. It's just, (laughs) it's, Russell is in the car for a reason, Learning 2022 regs and getting to grips with those tyres in a Mercedes is going to do no bloody good if you sat in a Williams. That is true. And all we need now is for Mercedes to announce that um, Valtteri Bottas will be testing their 2022 Formula E car. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if Bottas would just break loose from the whole thing and just go... You know, like I think he'll go rogue and and go and help somebody else in Formula One. This is why they're probably not going to announce it until or tell him until the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just just for sort of reference as to who else is in this tire test, Alpha have announced two F two drivers, so they're obviously taking some money. McLaren have put in Lando and Danny Rick. Um, and Ferrari are yet to announce who they're sending. So, Callum Eilat and somebody else, probably. Mm. Mm. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I can't imagine, it be, can't, I can't imagine them giving uh, Giovinazzi another shot. Is that this week? That's Wednesday, is it? This yeah, week? I think it's taking place over a couple of days. I think it's a, a fairly... A, it's a bit of a biggie, I think. They've got a couple of days. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of after-school club during the summer holidays. That's why it's mostly the kids. Um, anyway, yes, where were we? Um, sort of Alpine and Mercedes, Alp- kind of. Alpine together. and Mercedes, yeah. Uh, I mean, Alonso's performance, like I said, I think that's just about the best best I have ever seen from him. Actually, actually going wheel to wheel. I am now Team Alonso. God, I never thought I'd say that. I will have, I'll probably have my opinion changed in two weeks' time. He'll do, he'll do something, either or something will happen that he knows nothing about. Yes, it was a fantastic. I, I, this does come with a caveat. It was a fantastic <laughs> defensive drive from Alonso, and Alonso is the reason that Esteban Ocon won that race. But that also must hurt that Esteban Ocon won that race. It must do, but he seemed to take it really well. I was thinking that yesterday. I thought, oh God, Alonso is not going to be happy if someone else wins it first. But he, you know, he was in Park Ferme waiting for Ocon. He, he seemed genuinely happy Who went happy the wrong way? Yeah. Well, he's not had to part. Well, he's only done, what, one podium before. He, he, yeah, he, he might so. not have read what the, the race notes were for if you're on the podium. That was his first win since GP3 in 2015. 
That's a long time. Yes. Yeah. You know, if somebody asked me to repeat something I'd done six years ago, I'd probably struggle. Mm. No red, think... no red aren't getting back together, Flood. That was more than six if, years um, ago. I think if Alonso had been being beaten by uh, Ocon like regularly this year, uh, it might have been a different matter. You know, it's uh, there was no real. It was for, it was like a fortunate opportunity that came along, wasn't it? So, so that's why I, I don't think Alonso would have been upset by any of it. He was also watching the majority of the coverage on TV and not getting orders off team radio. Because he was watching what Hamilton was doing on the big screens around the course. And that's where that's where he got his ideas from. He said that himself. Also, I thought it was quite interesting with Alonso that he was saying that um, when uh, that when Sky were asking him about how he managed to hold off Lewis Hamilton for so long, he he was almost like driver coaching Lewis Hamilton. He's just like, well, you know, I think Lewis was making a couple of little mistakes in the last two corners. Just my opinion, but <laughs> that will have gone down well. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. It just seemed to me like he was making a couple of little mistakes. Like, how could you tell? He was in your mirrors, and <laughs> and, and you're doing a, a ridiculous speed. Well, it's just like Fernando Alonso's driver coaching experience. <laughs> like, I'll race you really hard and then tell you what you've done wrong. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't forget, Lewis may be the master of mind games, but he had to learn from someone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um you know, and who yeah. who was who was his mind games mentor in his first season of Formula One? Yeah, Hamilton does love a mind game. Well, that's what he wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah. So Hamilton worried about his health. Um, struggled on struggled on the podium, and he looked really bad, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, Ocon, yeah. Ocon had to help him up onto the top step for the um, for the photo shoot at the end. Um, he's now he's now said he's got all the symptoms of long COVID because he's been he's been struggling with this since the back end of last year. Strange though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, he's he's competed in half a championship since then. Said he had something uh, similar at Silverstone, but uh, yeah. nowhere near as bad. Yeah, no, it, it just it just seems odd like that to to raise its head now so long after you know considering he was only sick for like a week as well. He only, he only missed a week. Mm. But the other problem that he had, we're just wait, still waiting for team confirmation on this, but apparently his drink system failed in the first few laps. See, that wouldn't help because it's hot yeah. and it was yeah. a long race. And... See, this is what I think it is. I think it's dehydration and I think he's um, he, he's said, like, he's given a reason to it rather than to show some sort of sign of physical weakness. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm. I think I, it could be a bit I'd of both. Rather... He might have been dealing with a bit yeah. of long COVID and some added dehydration hasn't helped. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently, um, if the in- if the internet's to uh, to be believed, he didn't have a drink since lap ten. You're not ideal. How big are the water bottles that they put in Formula One cars? Aren't they like a liter and a half or something? I think Somewhere so. Like that. that rings a bell. Yeah, so I don't think they're, don't think they're massive, massive. Uh, just, they're packed, just... though, aren't they? They're packed full of like electrolyte type stuff. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not water. Although there was yeah. one, there was one race a few Force years ago. Drink. There was there was one race a few years ago where Raikkonen was whinging that his his water bottle hadn't been um, working. This is when he was at Ferrari, and Ericsson 
afterwards turned around and said, well, at Sauber, we, we've not had a drinks bottle in the car for a couple of years because we can't afford the weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I F2 race. I remember the F2 That's race what? where George Russell chucked his out on the grid because it came loose. Yeah, I mean, you don't want it rattling round. <laughs> um, I can't remember who it was now, but I remember somebody else's drinks bottle. It might have been Coulthard. Uh, somebody else's drinks bottle broke through the race, and he said when he when he, when he crossed the line, he was seeing like blurred vision. He Jeez. couldn't see properly. He was that dehydrated. There was uh, there was one IndyCar driver not so long back. His um, the mounting on it slipped, and it ended up um, ended up on the exhaust path, and he was drinking boiling water all the way through the race. <laughs> uh, something that happened in, in in F1 as well. I can't remember who it was, but some. I, I want to say that was Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> Uh, where he was drinking hot water and he was complaining that his water was hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost convinced David Coulthard said he used to put, uh, he used to ask them to put tea in it. That rings a bell. Someone with tea definitely rings a bell. Yeah. So, so, so he, it didn't feel like he was just drinking warm, sort of sugary water. It just felt like he was drinking tea. Mm. <laughs> I've just got one of them camel camel packs for when I'm out cycling. I wonder if I could get away with a nice latte in there or two. Not sure about that. Well, it might work. Um, so Ocon um, managed to managed to get through the carnage on turn one. Mm-hmm. Got out of the pits <clears throat> on the double restart. Yeah, we, we need they need to find a name for a start like that. But got out got out the pit spine on the um, on the double restart. Led from when Hamilton pulled in for his pit stop. And then never look back. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, yeah. That, that's 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 pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, one hell of a way to get your first win. Yeah, I mean, especially when it was being completely written off. <laughs> but yeah, did um, everything that everything that was required. But is that the first Enstone win since Kimmy? It must be. be, won't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. I can't remember the Enstone team won a race since Kimmy. Don't think they did. No, because the no. last, last version of Renault didn't. So, yeah, Enstone's first race win in years. Daniel Ricciardo only got a podium, didn't he? Yeah. yeah I think he only managed two, managed two podiums two, last think, year. Yeah. Did Cyril ever get the tattoo? I don't think it's ever been seen in public. Cyril hasn't been seen in public since he lost his That's job. That's also true. So, rock stars and wankers. Oh. I've got a feeling I know who's going on the wanker list. <laughs> Sorry, Valtteri. Lance Stroll. Also I'm, that. I'm Bottas, Lance Stroll, um, barge boards. <laughs> or, or the lack of barge boards, <laughs> robberness of... I mean, because that's the thing. Even if it ha- even if like we hadn't had the crazy race, if Bottas hadn't have uh, uh, like creamed into half the grid, we'd have seen a titanic battle between Max and Lewis there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have preferred that. Yeah, I'd have preferred to see that than a battle between Ocon and Vettel, no matter how different it was. <laughs> Um, another one for the wanker list: the Aston Martin lift pump in Vettel's car, subject to the appeal results. The whoever it was whose decision it was to release Kimi Raikkonen into path of Nikita Mazepin. Now that could have been a computer. Could have been. Computers <laughs> can be wankers too. 
mind occasionally. Well, no, computers <laughs> can definitely be wankers. I work in IT support. It's not just the users. Uh, rock stars. Weather. Bit of weather. Always livens it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, goes without saying, Ocon. Yeah. Alonso, the race control for, for, for doing the uh, the full start. <laughs> um, when it was only Lewis Hamilton on the grid. Oh, Christ, have we really got to do the five lights thing? I mean, it would have been bloody interesting if uh, Hamilton had a pit. What would Crofty have said? Imagine he stalled. It's light out, <laughs> and away uh, he goes. <laughs> but imagine he stalled and had to do in the formation lap or go to the back of the grid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, yeah, what, what, would have, what would have happened then? Would they have had to leave everybody else in the pits while Lewis I did the formation know. lap? Nobody, nobody knows. I'm looking forward to finding out what these new regulations are going to be. The rapid, I think... The FIA and F1 are rapidly rewriting the rule book for just in case this happens again. Because the, the, you can't go, can you, from the pit lane until the light goes green, and the light doesn't go green until the last car has passed the exit of the pit lane. And seeing as there was only one car that passed the exit <laughs> of the pit lane, it was quite an easy job to be like, "Oh, there he goes, green light." <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that was... I, I honestly don't think we'll ever see another race quite like that. No, I don't think we will either. Um, but, you know, we'll, we might see races like Germany 2019 where it's just wet and really slippery and very difficult to control and you just don't know who's going to win right up to the last lap. But then... We'll never, but, see, but, we'll never see a race start like that again. It's just one <laughs> car. <laughs> And then Russell pulls out of the pits in second place. It was so confusing. I, th- I think I think Rockstar Award for uh, trying that move. Well, no, it, it, the reason it, that he had to do it was um, because of where his pit box was. So he exited his pit box and was like almost exiting the pits anyway. So he just happened, when the light went green, he was just the first one out. So he overtook like six or seven cars getting into his pit box So that's the, how he ended up ahead of everyone. He didn't like overtake them on purpose. There's going to be there, well, no. He said he said shall I shall I go for it? Nobody replied, and he thought sod it, I am going for it. Yeah, there was there was an element of on purposeness in there. Um, yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be gonna be some rule clarifications. Um, any other nominations? Rockstar, I want to give an honourable mention to. Uh... George Russell for his message where he says, if you need to compromise my race to help, uh, uh, what's his, oh, fucking hell, what's his name? He was called Nicholas Nicky. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was called Nicky. That's why I was getting confused. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that was such a good team team message, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And maybe one for Hamilton for managing to go from first to last to second. Should have won the race from, from last, yeah. He, he had a great drive. Um, there was there was loads of good drives this weekend. Mm. I, I'm, do you know what? I am doing it. Sorry, I halfway through the season, wasting a McLaren. I'm sticking um, Ricardo in the wanker barrel. Ooh, strong. Ooh. Um, any Giovinazzi participation awards? I think mean, Giovinazzi himself. Giovinazzi. 
And yeah, Antonio Giovinazzi for definite. We gamble. What? what why? <laughs> it's not going to work. Tell you what, put every... I'm at the roulette table. I'll put everything on triple zero. There isn't one. Do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're into the, uh, <clears throat> we're into the summer break now. Are we officially in the silly season? Yes. I think it's coming. I don't think a true silly season announcement will be, like, this week, but I think there will be at least some kind of big silly season kickoff before Spa. So, I mean, there's three more Tuesdays between now and Spa. Yeah, one of them will have a silly, silly news day. Yeah, we can, we can rule out this week, so I've probably cursed it in this, this, that sentence is already out of date by the time you listen to this. Unless I you're, think unless you're on Patreon. I think we'll hear it at Spa. Oh. Ooh. We'll hear the Mercedes announcement, whoever it is. Probably George mm. at Spa. Talking of Spa, get well soon, Jack Aitken. That yes, was a absolutely. horrific crash. It was a um it was a bad weekend for crashes this weekend. Um I uh I saw a clip of the um, of the Spa one. Um, my God, the sa- the safety equipment in GT3 is amazing. If all Jack Aitken got from that was uh, a broken collarbone, broken vertebra oh, as well, bro- I think, broken but vertebra. a stable stable fracture. And if anyone saw the the uh, selfie that you put on Instagram, some really quality painkillers. He acknowledged the <laughs> painkillers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one I was going for the shopping, the other was coming back with the change. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. But also um, thoughts with the with the family who um, lost the mar- you know the marshal at the uh, Brands Hatch over the weekend. Yeah, now I don't, um, don't know if anyone's seen this, but a um, friend of the podcast, Alice Powell, has put together a Just Giving page. Um, yeah. I shared a link on uh, Three Legs by Wheels Twitter during the week. Um, if you can, go on there and click on a donation. It's going to the friends and family and... I assume there's going to be money being given to Marshall support organisations as well because Marshalls worldwide volunteer the time. Now, we know how important they are locally at the time. Absolutely, yeah. And basically, motorsport events couldn't happen on the scale that they do without the Orange Army of volunteers that give up all the time. And it's really sad when uh, one of them loses a life doing the thing that they love. So. If you can, you know, if you can afford it, um, drop a, drop a few quid in the uh, in the fundraising. And next time, next time you're at a race meeting, just say just say thank you to the marshals in any way that you can. Always drop some coins in the bucket for the marshals association at any sporting event. Yeah, definitely. Lee, have you got a shunt? We'll have somewhere. Yeah, I had. Had a few extra ones sent in. I thought I, I picked one that I thought was right down the fucking alley for this week. Um, Is it? Are you the Hungarian Grand Prix? I am the no, no. Are you a barge board? (laughs) I am ready. Oh, that's what I am. I'm ready. Right. Who is this week's shuntist? Stick me spectacles on. Uh, This is from Ben Johnson. Oh, oh, a name you can pronounce. <laughs> He's been here before. Oh, <laughs> uh, d- demonic Turtle, if I remember rightly. Regular tweetist. Oh, sounds... I'm assuming that's, that's a Twitter nice. name and you're not just... I'm not just calling him randomly Demonic him Turtle. Demo- nah, thing. <laughs> no, I th- I think No, I think he is the uh, Twitter Demonic Turtle. 
I was born. Yay. In 1989. Okay. All right. Could be Daniel Ricardo. Could be. I was a Lance Corporal in the Army. Probably not Daniel Ricardo. Can't imagine it. I began my open wheeled racing career in 2007. Right. So at 18. So this is going to be... That could be. There's lots of countries, aren't there, that have um, still sort of, what do you call it? National service. Yeah. Yeah, mandatory national service. Mm. Yeah, because Kimmy was a second lieutenant or something, mm-hmm. wasn't he? And Mazepin's a deserter. And uh... <laughs> how about Yuri Vips? Does Estonia do? I know Finland does. Yuri because... Vips, I think, is a little bit younger. I think he's about twenty six, yeah. twenty seven, isn't he? Yeah, fair enough. Um, this is sort of age wise. This is someone who it, it would, if they've done F one, they'll have been there by now. Marcus Ericsson. Marcus Ericsson is younger. Is he? Mm. Yeah, he's not that old, Marcus Ericsson. God. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that old yet. He, he, he may had, be. Yeah, he had money and got into F one, sort of without having to do too much junior. Mm. Uh, K Mag. K Mag is younger. Another one washed up. Um. <laughs> Just trying to think of any sort of other likely from countries that do national service. Petrov's too old. Mm, yes, I think. I think so. But I can't think of any, I can't think of anyone from anywhere else. I'm going I'm to throw Vitaly Petrov out there. Okay. I'm just I'm just In testing 20... the curb. <laughs> In 2010, I became a test driver for a Formula One team. He'd already raced by then, hadn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. he was in in by then, yeah. <coughs> um, where are we? <coughs> I co-own uh, a coffee roastery. Okay. <sighs> Is this when did Bottas make his debut? Yeah, I've got a feeling that, that Boss, it could be Valtteri Bottas, doing, you know. He was doing the Fridays, wasn't he, for a year before he actually started. He definitely 2012, has... I think his first year was 2013. Mm. Yeah, and he de- he definitely has the coffee roastery. Mm. And he could have been a Lance Corporal in the army quite easily. Yes, because Finland do have the armies, and he's about that age. In 2014, I won Sky Sports Most Improved Driver of the Year. 2014 was the when Williams had their uh, resurgence at the beginning of the hybrid era, and Bottas, right from the off, was uh, looking pretty handy. Correct. Yes. I'd like a guess, please. I think we're going for the Bottas. I think so. I scored my first points in, tw- in the 2013 United States Grand Prix. I don't remember it specifically, but that would be about right, I suppose. Yeah. So that was at Austin by that time already, wasn't yes. it? The yes. 2013. So first point would have been top 10 finish then. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got my first podium at the 20, uh, 2014 Austrian Grand Prix. 
2014 that was when Williams were good I have won four world championships oh yeah four constructors world championships yes yeah yes cryptic ish I have scored 1,620 points in Formula One. Not that he's counting. <laughs> when were these clues written? I suppose it doesn't matter after yesterday. I was going to say, it? if it was last week, it's still valid. <laughs> so many drivers retired yesterday that Lando Norris is still third in the championship. <laughs> that's That's true. <laughs> Would you like to give me a guess? Uh, are we staying with the bot? I think so. I think you're Valtteri Bottas. I'm Valtteri Bottas. Yay! Therefore, wasting even the chair I'm sat on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, thanks for sending that one in, Ben. Uh, Lee, do you want to tell people how you can send in a total shunt? You can send me a PM on Twitter, at a total shunt. You can send me a PM on uh, Instagram at a total shunt, and you could even PM me on TikTok at a total shunt. Oh my God, you've become a 14 year old child that's making viral dance videos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now, this has to be seen to be believed. Um, you can also send ones for the reserve list to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com and you can use that address to get in touch with us in uh, in general if you want to get in touch with the show, ask a question or anything like that. Um, we're also at Three Legs Four Wheels on all the regular socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, but not TikTok. <laughs> what would we as a collective put on TikTok? Cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. That's that's all I could think to put on. Um, TikTok. You know how we didn't. You know we you know how we didn't podcast last week. Mm. Yeah. Were you we on TikTok? Give, no, we forgot to give Gemma her birthday shout out because it was her birthday podcast last week, and I think we've been doing it every year since we've been a podcast. Oh, oh God, we have. It's been a tradition. So happy birthday for last week, happy Gemma. Happy birthday. And I know she did send a tweet this week because um, there was a Twitter account wanted to know what F1 podcast people listen to, and she said we are the only F1 podcast she's listened to for the last five years. My God. That's dedication. <laughs> Either that or... She doesn't have any other podcast links. <laughs> <laughs> but happy happy birthday as always, Gemma. Every, every year. We will continue to do this for as long as we're going. Um, if you want to get hold of us on Twitter individually, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. And if you want to help us out and, get the, um, and also get the show a little early most weeks, then you can sign up to Patreon for £1, $1 or €1 Euro a month or more preferably, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Um, right, summer break's coming up. We've got some guests lined up, so if things work to plan, we will be back next week. This with Michael shopping. Burke. <laughs> if his booking agent gets back to you. No, we won't be back with Michael Burke. I'd be very surprised if that happens. <laughs> Could you imagine? What would we do with him? <laughs> we don't even know if he likes F1. Shh. Side note, by the way, I looked up Yuri Vips because I didn't know how old he was. He was born in 2000. Oh, he's younger than he's we all young, thought. young. Oh, he's, he's, he's not but a child. He is not born in 1989. No. <laughs> we are promised. He just looks old. 
Yeah, the wise yes. face. Mm, it's all it's all that fresh Estonian air. Right, we're going. We'll hopefully be back next week. Have with a, Michael Burke. With maybe with Michael Burke, maybe not with Michael Burke. <laughs> hashtag get Michael Burke on three legs, four wheels. That's a long hashtag. Who knows? Give it a go, it might work. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.